Hello, welcome to the Young Farmers Podcast. I'm Jessica Manley, and today I'm here with Maggie Kaiser, our Food Safety Manager. Hi, Maggie. Hi, everyone. We talked together last time about food safety and how to implement food safety practices on your farm with Scott Chang Fleeman. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you going back and listening to that one and learning more about this project. Today, we're going to be hearing another conversation um, about food safety. Who are we going to be hearing from today, Maggie? Today's episode, we called Lean and Clean, and we are hearing from Ellen Polishuk from Plant to Profit in Virginia. And Ellen applied the lean farming principles directly to food safety. And I think it's really useful information. I think a lot of farmers know about lean. Um, and if they know how it can apply to food safety, then I think they're they're well on their way to creating really efficient farm systems that integrate food safety and don't have it kind of set aside as a separate thing they have to t- tackle on their operations. That makes a lot of sense. So you're thinking about food safety and in, in everything that you're doing on the farm and all of your systems. Yeah, exactly. And I'm expecting that after people listen to this episode, they're going to want to listen to all of the episodes. So how how can people do that? Where can they find them? That's really nice, Jessica. They can find them online on our website, uh, youngfarmers.org slash food safety. And there you'll find links to our online resource library. So we have the extended version of this episode, as well as tons of other produce safety resources and our guidebook. A Small Farmer's Practical Guide to Food Safety. Awesome. Can't wait to listen. Thank you all so much for being here today. I'm really excited for our focus group, Lean and Clean with Ellen Polishuk, um, who's with Plant to Profit in Maryland. My name is Maggie Kaiser. I'm the Produce Safety Training Coordinator with the National Young Farmers Coalition, and I'm also a farmer and nursery grower in New Orleans as well. Without further ado, let's get down to business. Okay. Ellen Polishuk, uh, she, her, and sometimes sir. (laughs) Uh, I live outside Washington, D.C. in the Maryland suburbs. I farmed for 30 years at Potomac Vegetable Farms in Northern Virginia, growing organic vegetables, a little bit of cut flowers and herbs. And um, I'm here because I'm the speaker. And the most fun I have as a speaker is when I get interrupted. So I would very much welcome, if you have something to add or subtract, we'll strike while the iron's hot. So just put your hand up. Okay. Uh, trust me. It's the most fun for me. Now, I've uh, also had the great pleasure of visiting Ben Hartman's farm. Has everybody read the Lean Farm book? No. Heidi says no. Frankie says yes. Okay. I think it's earth shattering. That's how I would put it. And so I'm a huge Ben Hartman fan. And so I've studied it enough that I actually include this in, in some of my teaching. So I, I've done full day, half day, one hour workshops on lean and farming. But I've interestingly not ever really married the two ideas of lean with food safety. But it totally goes good together. 
I was fascinated at how much of, a, of the presentations I've done in the past, when you look at the concept through the lens of lean, they are totally simpatico. Yeah. Okay. So here's some of my favorites that I found in no particular order. I put this, I did put 5S at the beginning because that is kind of the, one of the beginning steps of someone quote unquote, leaning up their farm. And so this is the explanation of what the 5S process is. I'm pretty sure if any of you, everybody that's read the book, you got this part, but it's the sort, set in order, shine, standardize, and sustain. And we'll hit on a couple of these words again as we go through. So one of the steps in 5S is called set in order. And these are just a couple of photos. Uh, the one on the right is from Ben Hartman's farm. These ideas that are all about increasing efficiency, which means not farting around trying to find what you need to find because there it is right in the right place at the right time. That whole idea of order is exactly what food safety is about. It's about order. And so I, I think they are clearly go together, putting things where they're needed over and over again. So as you can see here, this is the outside of Ben Hartman's hoop house. And one of the things that Lean has to say about tools is instead of having a centralized tool shed, let's say, or a barn, that you need more tools and you can park those tools right next to where they're gonna get used. And so these tools here are the tools that are gonna get used in the tunnel over and over and over and over and over again. And why should those tools then go back over to a different building and not be in the right place? Just buy more knives for God's sake, okay? The idea is also to have things at eye level and that it has a place where it can go anytime, all the time. Anybody who comes up to a situation like this gets very clearly this place is organized. These people are paying attention. And so it's kind of an aura that is starts to become created with this 5S process of putting things in order. It shows intentionality. Um, 5S step three, this is straight out, out of the book. Shine is about cleaning, cleaning things and making them work well. So this was the original space that he had. It was a dairy barn or a milking parlor or something. And then this is the wash pack area that he created out of it. Key features that I think are important for, in terms of food safety is clearly a, a movement of dirty to clean through the shed and having good lighting for being able to see what you're doing. And seeing what you're doing is part of food safety, right? Knowing what's clean and what's dirty and is something amiss. I loved learning about lighting, both from a lean perspective and from a food safety perspective. Anything else you wanna say about shining and sorting? Anybody got an example that they are super proud about? Ellen, I'll, just, I, I'll say yeah. I recently shined and sorted my kitchen. <gasps> And it's much easier to clean and I'm no longer not living my truth and cooking in a gross environment. So good for you. 
the farm that I'm at right now is a lease property and I'm probably like the 10th farmer to be there in the past like 20 years. So we have a lot of junk that we're like currently going through and it's good. There's a big, what we call an onion shed, which is just like a pole barn and I'm going bay by bay on the, the pole barn, just cleaning everything out. But like, I'm not, I'm not a hoarder, but a lot of times with old stuff, you don't know that you need it until you need it. And when you are a really broke farmer like I am most of the time, it's kind of nice to have junk lying around. It's a difficult balance for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. I think, I think that's a good point to bring up. I would agree if the junk is where the junk is, like there's a place that's called, we called it the bushes. And that's where the junk was. And if you ever had something broken or you had an idea, it's like, well, let's go shopping in the bushes and then maybe we'll find what we need. But it was, it, the bushes were not interfering with doing good work in the more organized area. A big part of lean in the, from where it came from, which is car manufacturing from Toyota and so forth, was they spent a lot of time on this minimizing moves. And that just totally makes sense. And farmers are pretty good about thinking through procedures. Just always remembering the less times you touch something, the cheaper it's going to be. The faster the process is going to be, the less it's going to cost you to grow something. So in Lean, there's something called a spaghetti diagram. And a spaghetti diagram is the map of a, of a space. And so you could imagine this being a wash pack shed. That's usually the place where people do this exercise on a farm. And the spaghetti is the actual tracking the movement of somebody who is intersecting with this space to do their job. And sometimes this is hard to do, you know, and especially when you're adapting to spaces that you didn't get to design from the beginning, you can really spend a lot of time making spaghetti. And spaghetti is, is it's confusing, you're crossing over yourselves, it's not a nice, clean, linear movement. Um, So you're trying to have straighter spaghetti. That's the goal. And usually that involves having to move pieces of furniture around, you know. So one thing that can be really nice in terms of the wash pack shed is to have as many things as you can on wheels, on casters, so that you can change your mind. You may start to grow different crops and you may need to use different ways of cleaning or prepping or you may need to start packing CSA bags and you've never done that before and all of a sudden boy you sure would be nice to get that barrel washer out of the way so minimizing moves is faster and safer so flowing from dirty to clean again in the wash pack area um, anybody have something to throw in about making straighter spaghetti we are actually in the process of building our pack and shed so I'm glad you said that about being on wheels because we didn't think about that. Yeah. And then, and as many uh, spigots 
like places that water comes up in that building so that you can change your mind about where you want to plug in and get water. Make, give yourself as many chances to get water as you can. And then, of course, we're going to wish that you were going to be able to bring that water in from above and that you're not dragging dirty hoses around on the floor, right? So we're trying to not intersect with the floor. <laughs> the floor is bad. This is a crucial moment for you to make these decisions. This is really, really fun. This is so fun and exciting. Um, here's some pictures from a trip I just took a couple weeks ago. And this is at Prairie Earth Farm in middle Illinois. And man, did they have a first class wash pack shed. Like, damn, check this out. What I want you to see is a couple things. Here's a big drain. This is a really important thing in wash pack areas is to get the dirty water out because that's where the bad guys make babies is in the goo that will form in here. So I wanted you to see the drain. I wanted you to see how even this one simple thing, this woman, Becky, has gone to the trouble of making a stack of crates here, putting this one on top of it so that she has less bending to do. So keeping always the idea of ergonomics. So what makes sense for doing good work for your back mostly is what we're protecting, and everything's off the floor. And so then look at this picture. This is packing CSA shares, special orders, right? They're doing the individual people get to order what they want, which I hate. But I know it's the way of the world now. Sometimes you've got to let them win. All right. So they've got this collapsible table. And, and these are all those little um, metal wheels. And so you can push something down it and it's just rolling right across. And this whole thing has so many wheels on it, you see? And so it can get skin, push it all together or expand it. Everything is on wheels. Produce on carts with wheels, more carts. So this is what I'm talking about, about wheels. And it makes it so it's really easy to clean everywhere right? Permanent furniture, like you know, in your house, right? What's behind the couch? God only knows. We're not looking back there. So this is trying to have less spaces that we don't know what's under there because it's scary. This is back at Ben Hartman's farm, and this is a terrible photo of it, but this is a hanging table. Do you see there's four chains here, and this is just like one of those metro, I call them metro shelves, that's, that's suspended by chains. And he uses this for various work projects, but also as a spray table. It's like, and it's really easy to set it up and it's really easy to take it away. And it's really easy to clean underneath it, right? Because you just pick it up, it's just gone. Very cool. This is the building that I built. This is a 40, 40 by 60 $100,000 project. So that was kind of the most money I ever spent in one go. And one of the things we loved is this. This is a clear, what I think they call a clear story. So this is just fiberglass panels, but it allowed there to be natural light coming in all sides of the building, whether the doors were open or shut. 
But the main thing I wanted to show you, and I don't know this, I'd be curious, Billy Mitchell, for you to score me on this. You know, I take this picture and I think, well, that looks super tidy. And then I think, huh, I bet you don't like it that these are not inside. What, what do you use those containers for? They're for harvest. I think as but, long as you inspect them and, you know, maybe clean them before you take them out, then it's okay to save them where it's most convenient. Okay. Put them all the way inside and then it's adding all this time, which could right. add complexity, which could add risk. So. Oh, nice. Listen to how he talks. Good stuff. Yeah. So these are different kinds of containers for different things. And I think there, there is something in lean about simplifying, you know, pick your container and stick with it. Do the best you can to standardize. That would be the standardized piece of the 5S. Organize, clean, ready to go. Okay, so that makes sense whether you're talking about trying to make money growing food or whether you're trying to talk about being FISMA compliant. These are, these are big concepts that work in multiple ways. Okay, this is getting a little more esoteric or a little more like fringy. So there's this idea that you have to set up these systems so that the people that work for you can be successful. And so basically, if anything isn't going right, it's, at some, it's always your fault. Let's just say it like that. The original impulse for this picture is, how are you going to attack this patch of chard? Are you going to pick one leaf off of every plant and pick the whole patch every week? Or are you going to pick the shit out of 25 feet till there's like two baby leaves left and you're going to take away all the yucky leaves and throw them into the aisle? That's what I'm obviously voting for. If this was a picture of salad mix or, you know, what's it called? That fancy lettuce, Salanova or whatever, then what, what Ben Hartman recommends is, is to actually take that rake to clean out all the, the little dead leaves that have accumulated over the last week since you were there. Even when you're picking and you're dropping off little yellow leaves, then to come through and just clean them out of the way. And I would think that that's pretty food safety, super delicious. The other thing, and I just want to poke at you, is when people talk about having yellow leaves in their salad mix, well, it's, it's a money loser. This is something you got to get this dialed in, dudes. Like, do you have yellow leaves because you don't, because your soil is no good? Do you have yellow, yellow leaves because you got a disease problem? Are you, have you, hello, are you using fertilizer? Okay, so I just want to poke you like that a little bit. So I believe in clean as you go instead of just going in there, blasting through, leaving chaos and saying, oh, well, we're going to come back and fix it later. No, you're not. And Ellen, I'll say by, by yeah. having clean fields like that, it's easier for you to assess your risk and see what little animals and critters have gotten in there and started using your Salanova as a bathroom. Yeah. On your employees. So yeah, there's always all these added benefits that always come from. Yep. So yeah. it's faster, it's more pleasant, and it's safer. Yeah. Lean, again, we're back to the touches. How many times are you going to cut, touch something? So I found this picture on the web. And 
this makes me crazy. Seeing somebody go through and pick, pull them all out of the ground and then lay them in piles like that. And then, then what? Somebody's going to come back and like pick out and bunch them all bent over again. Oh, you're giving me a heart attack and a backache. Ugh. If you're going to go to the trouble of picking them, then for God's sake, bring them up to waist height and fiddle around with them somewhere else, not laying on the floor. Okay, so this is what I'd rather see. I want you to pick them and bunch them, put them in the crate, pick a bunch, put it in the crate, less touches, less dirt in the pack shed. Paperwork. Lean is big on having standards of operation. How do we do things here? You have to have a food safety plan. You have to have procedures set up. How do we do this? How are we going to have salad mix that isn't going to kill somebody? Okay, we got to have a plan. And so this makes sense in, in all fronts so that anybody who's working there can refer to either a book or some kind of a poster or something to get clear on what the standards are. So it sounds really corporate and bureaucratized to have your SOPs, but actually it totally makes sense. And it's, it's, it's like you're running, you are running a business. And so this is what businesses do. Ellen, is, something yeah. that makes me feel better about writing SOPs is just like, then this is a set of information that I don't have to keep in my head. My head is already exploding with the things I'm trying to remember yeah. on a daily basis. So if I can put anything on paper to make my life easier, that's great. That that's is such a good point. I love that. Um, I love this part about lean. And I think it also plays in with this sort of the the promulgation of the of the standards of operation which is using pictures to give instructions instead of words so if you handed somebody this you know 57 page manual and said like you need to read this so you know how everything works or you show them this photograph and you have on the photograph like key areas of concern. And you say, when, when I tell you to clean the wash pack shed, this is what it needs to look like when it's done. And here, watch out for beet leaves getting stuck up under here. And you see how I have these tipped over this way so the water drains out. And look how I took this outside and actually hosed it off or whatever it is. Key information because people can gather so much information so quickly with a photograph. Reading is work. Reading takes time. And this way, if you have that photograph right in the workspace, someone can just look up at it. Great idea. Anybody using photographs as, as instructions? I'm not. But I was, I guess this concept of SOPs and them just being in different formats came up when I was talking to a farmer recently and we were talking about how even like if you use something for a scoop and you write a you like make a marker on it because that's how much of the product you need maybe it's like bleach for your sanitizing solution or something and just like it's not a picture but it's just a line that shows like this is how much of this product you need and how like that is just as easily considered an SOP in my mind 
as is like the written list of instructions that we often think of as the traditional SOP. So. Yeah. So I, I am looking at the time and I've hogged up too much time. So I think I have maybe one more slide. Lighten the load. Here you go. We're back to the wheels, carts, um, hoses coming from the sky. Ooh, that is super sexy. Ooh, ergonomic handle. Oh, oh, really good pressure for cleaning. Oh, special little pallets underneath stacks of crates. And then you can move them with wheels. Big pipes bringing clean water into this wash bubbler thing. The, you want to move water fast in and fast out. You don't want people standing around watching the water go down the tub. Okay, I'm going to say that's it. What is it? Let's open it up. Um, my question is on the pictures that you were talking about where you would take a picture instead of a checklist, would you, where would you post the pictures? Um, near enough to where the action is so that the, whoever's doing the work can fairly quickly and easily glance at it. Should I show you the last two slides? Okay. I think you're going to like them. This is um, the thing called pokayoke, which is a Japanese term, and it's called, the, the, the uh, translation is mistake-proofing. Um, and I have a bunch of examples that I use usually for a regular lean talk, but this is the only example that I had that came to my mind right away about uh, what, what applied to food safety. And so, you know, there's... Um, this um, little device, wireless devices that people are using in their coolers. It's called, this one is called the Monit system, but it's a monitoring system that's hooked up to your phone. And it'll tell you, you set it up to tell you, to give you alerts if the temperature is not within the parameters that is considered okay. So from a food safety perspective, this is um, a way to, I think that makes your business run better, less risk of disastrous loss of product. Um, they can also be used in high tunnels and greenhouses, right? At what, at a low temperature, if it gets below this temperature, we better get our butts out there and throw Remay on everything. Or if it's at a high temperature, uh-oh, fans are not running. Something's going on out there. I got to go right now and find out before I cook all my transplants. So I think this is, um, so the, the idea of pokayoke means basically having another, having a system in place to make sure you don't make mistakes. It's like catching, having a net, you know, you're going to do a trapeze, have a net in case th there's a mistake. And then the last one is this idea in, in lean, which is respect for your folks, taking good, in a good way, good advantage of uh, the people and as resources for your business. And so I tie this in with food safety in the idea of happy people do good work. And good work is the foundation of your of of a successful food safety program. Do you ever say that, Billy? I say it a lot. 
I very much. A lot of the things you've talked about, having hoses above instead of on the ground, it's easier on your employees' backs, but it, you know, it gives people more energy to do the other things. Yeah. Putting things on wheels, having the knives close by, having a clean bathroom. Yeah. Providing those things that you would want. It does provide an opportunity for them to have more energy to do all these other things like washing your hands a bunch of times and, and to have sort of the, as you were saying, like when we were talking about raking out the leaves, like having, being able to notice things because it's, everything is not a a shit show, right? If everything is just chaos, it's like, this chaos is the same as every day's chaos. I won't see any mouse poops or whatever. Yeah. Having, I like that a lot. One thing I want to mention, and I know, Bree, you really liked this from a previous focus group as well, was there is a farm, a hydroponic farm in New York City that makes all of their staff read Lean Farming. So the first one, as part of their onboarding, and that just creates a common language amongst all of the workers, which I think is another lean a lean approach to worker training and just getting people on the on the same page so that they understand you know a lot of the terminologies that you took us through today ellen um Mm -hmm. and i just i really loved that idea and brie and i have talked about it a lot yeah i do too so on that note y'all are free to go thanks again for being here Um, thanks everybody thanks ellen this has been great I don't really want to say goodbye. I just want to keep talking. Let's hang out. Not beers, though. I actually have people coming to have beers on my porch. All right. So that was a very cool conversation. I learned a lot myself. Um, Again, if people want to hear the rest of these conversations, Maggie, how how can they do that? They can do it through our website, go to youngfarmers.org slash food safety. And there you can link to our online resource library. And we actually have this really handy tip sheet that outlines all of the produce safety supplies and equipment you can buy with our member discounts. What are some of the companies where you might be able to buy equipment for for food safety? Yeah, definitely. Johnny's, Farm Tech, Premier One, uh, Vermont Compost. Wow. So if you if you sign up for membership, it's just $35 a year or $5 a month. And I'm guessing if you just make one major purchase, it, it really pays for itself, right? Yes, absolutely. I'm a member myself and am constantly paying for my membership by the discounts that I get. So that's youngfarmers.org slash join um, and youngfarmers.org slash focus groups if you want to listen to the rest of these conversations. Thank you so much, Maggie. It was so fun to be together today virtually to listen to, to this episode. And, you know, I was just thinking we're, we're at the end of the year, maybe a Young Farmers membership could be a really good gift you could give to your, your farmer friends. Maybe you want to send them this episode as a gift. Just an idea. We welcome all of you to join us at youngfarmers.org and follow along on social. This episode and all of our other episodes are edited by Hannah Beal. To listen to the extended version of this conversation and all of our other produce safety focus group sessions and for many other produce safety resources, you can visit youngfarmers.org slash food safety. The entire food safety focus group series was created in partnership with the National Farmers Union, NFU, over the summer of 2020 as part of our FSOP produce safety programming. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting Young Farmers.